This is the show for Monday, August 7th, 2023. This is Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride as well. Yes, I apologize for sounding like shit. I just called Floorball Season 2. It was awesome. You'll see it in October. We cannot wait. I will not talk about what happened. It was unbelievable, but that's why my voice sounds this way. Let's put that to the side. I am happy to see you. It has been a while, my friend. Our schedules have just not been lining up. Yeah. You're doing a bunch of stuff. I had to do a bunch of stuff this weekend. But yes, the, the baseball world has blessed us with many things to talk about. Yes. And I'm happy we have the chat with us here. Like it's there's just so much to get into. So I'm I'm good. I'm happy to see you too, my friend. I really am. You're talking about the uh the chat in the AMP app, which you can join us. Just download it on your iPhone. Every day we do a baseball today, you can be part of the discussion. So please do that in the near future. Let's start off with a tip of the cap. Uh, it's been a rough first year for Trey Turner in Philadelphia, but I thought this was so cool over the weekend. You will hear the sounds of hands being put together for him. Trey Turner. You said your uh, your mom gives you quite a bit of feedback. Have you heard from her after tonight and all of yeah. the events that happened tonight? Yeah, she uh, she said she cried in my first event, so um, I guess fans made her pretty happy. We've seen Philly fans do, do this before. Tip tip of the cap to you guys. Yeah, and this makes me look pretty bad. When Say Suzuki was coming over here, and I kind of said, "Hey, Philly's a tough place to play." Maybe he thought about that, you know, for a reason why he didn't go there. And Philly fans ripped me. And this, yeah, we've seen a bunch of instances of this. Uh, the last two have been Bohm after he kind of like spoke his heart out on the field. They rallied around him. And now with Trey, I think it's it's awesome, dude. So you guys, you got me. We go from nothing but love to a lot of hatred. I was out to dinner with our boy Nikki Cass on Saturday night. Oh. When all of a sudden I get an alert on my phone about what's happening in Cleveland, Ohio, between my guardians and the Chicago White Sox. So I put on the game, and I hear this call from Tom Hamilton, the legendary radio announcer in Cleveland. Head first slide, safe, and in the score is Jimenez. And another hustle double right over the bag at first. Now Hosey and Anderson square off. They're fighting. They're swinging. Down goes Anderson. Down goes Anderson. Ramirez went in with a head first slide. Hosey never gets upset about anything. They came up chewing. Anderson squared off. Hosey decked him. Okay, at the taping of this show, truth be told, we're, we're taping this on Sunday night because of some travel issues. We don't know what the penalties are going to be. They're going to be severe for both players. Just give me your take. Let's have a good discussion about this. What the hell happened? He yeah, there's a lot to kind of to break down. I think I want to start on the Tim Anderson side. He's getting like drugged through the mud on social media. People calling him out, calling him soft, um, all sorts of things. I, I will say this. Uh, Ramirez, yeah, he, he clipped him. He got him in the jaw, obviously stunned Anderson. But if you've ever been in one of these brawls, like 
that could happen to anyone. You have to keep your head on a swivel. I mean, at the time, it looked like there was probably like three or four White Sox players around Ramirez. It looked like he was fighting a bunch of dudes. Uh, but he just he got the 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 fist in there. And for Anderson, yeah, like it it looks bad. You got you got knocked down, and everyone's seen it, and everyone's talking about it. But I kind of I, I wanted to kind of have his back a little bit just because I've been in a few of these things. And if you can get clipped by anyone, um, so I wouldn't feel like that bad. And if you if you're one of the people online saying, hey, you're soft, Tim Anderson, like you probably wouldn't say that to his face. That being said, this is an all timer for Jose Ramirez. I mean, this is this is going to be talked about for. Forever. I mean, this is one of those punches that landed so well and it just makes him look so good because he is like a good dude and a good teammate. He doesn't ever really get upset like this. So when you see it, you kind of feel like there was some frustration that had been boiling up until this point. And then there was like a little bit of a finger point towards Anderson, which I think got him upset initially. But then T.A. slammed the glove down and said, let's go. And what's Ramirez at that point? stood his ground and and he won the scuffle. So I, I think that although most people are going to side and say, Jose did his thing and, and, and Tim Anderson is this Tim Anderson is that I just think it's, it's a brawl. We always want these guys when this happens, what do fans always say? Nobody ever throws any punches. Nobody ever really squares up. Well, these dudes squared up. So like, you yeah. got to give credit where credit's due. You're, you know, a man in the arena type thing. TA don't feel too bad about this is all I'm trying to say, because again, if you've ever been in a baseball brawl, this could happen to you just like that. This is a instant fight classic. It is up there with Odor and Bautista. It is up there with Armando Benitez and Daryl Strawberry. It's up there with the Spaceman Lee. It's it's some crazy stuff that happened. Why Jose Ramirez got so huffy-puffy, he did stand in front of his locker and with a translator go over it. And he said the TA has yep. been kind of making his blood boil for a long time. Apparently, he was talking shit to Gabriel Arias, who's a rookie infielder, and Jose was basically telling him during the game, you got a problem, come talk to me. I'm the veteran. Don't talk to the kids out there, which I'm sure you can appreciate. Then there was the Anderson tag on Friday night where he dragged another rookie, Brian Rocchio, off the base. To me, that's the umpire's fuck up. Sure. Tim Anderson, I don't love the play, but whatever. He He did it. That happens occasionally on the field. The minute Tim Anderson dropped his glove, you rarely see this, and threw some fists, you knew he was going to be called names if he got knocked out. And that's what happened. Now the bigger issue is what's Major League Baseball going to do here? Jose Ramirez probably started this by pointing, I don't know if he connected with Tim Anderson, I still can't tell with the video. But Tim Anderson took it to another level. Jose Ramirez should be punished. He shouldn't be punished as severely as Tim Anderson because he's got a hell of a right hook. Don't punish the guy because he's a better fighter. Don't punish him because of the result. Punish him because he started something. Tim Anderson took it to another level, and that's when it got dangerous for Tim Anderson and Eloy Jimenez, who got hurt. I don't know if Anderson got concussed. We didn't hear shit from the White Sox. We didn't hear anything from their manager who said, I'm going to leave it to the league office. That, does, that dude's done a shitty job this year. And you know what? If you're a leader, speak. Speak in front of the media. Go go get your boys back. Go get your players back. Don't be out there, I'm going to wait for the league office. Really, dude? Really? 
he could have said what I just said. I mean, that's what I kind of def- I said uh, to Tim Anderson. And let me say this before I tweeted that Tim Anderson said, hey, bro, you're good. I got your back. So I feel like he was just getting pummeled. I don't want to be on. I don't want to do that. OK, then he started tweeting off a bunch of other stuff that I'm hey. pretty sure if <laughs> listen, I have the my uh, the right to change my opinion. If like if all that means something different, I, I don't think it means anything. I think it's just I think it's him just kind of like in his feelings, if you will. Like, I, do okay. I think do I think Tim Anderson is going to take a group of his buddies and go try to fight Jose Ramirez? I don't think so. A lot of people are making it out to be that right now. Uh, if that does happen, then I'm out. I'm out. Like, dude, you squared up, you got knocked. It's okay. My whole point is, it could happen to anyone. So I wouldn't just. I just don't want him to feel so bad about it. But again, if he if all that other stuff that came out after I tweeted that is something more serious, then I'm not about that life. But I do agree, yeah, Chris. I agree that the manager or him should have talked after the game. Come on. Well, okay. The reason Anderson didn't talk is because he was wobbly. There was that shot where he his teammates had to help him off the field. They had to help him off the field. Okay. If that's the case, then I'm okay with him not talking, but somebody needed to talk. I am too. I am too. We didn't hear shit from him on Sunday until he got on social media, which is his right, which is his right. But Jose Ramirez stood there at the locker. He really doesn't speak much English, and so that's why he had his interpreter. And he does all interviews with an interpreter. But Pedro Griffal was wrong here. He fucked that up. They've screwed up a lot of shit this year. I would say this. If I were the league office, I would give Ramirez, this is my guess, three to five games for starting it. I would give Anderson a minimum double that. I would give him double digits in part because of the tweet that he then deleted, basically saying, we'll take care of this down the road. That is not a post-game heat-of-the-moment interview. This is well over – this is 24 hours later. You've had time to sit and think about it. Now you're making some sort of threat, and you're taking this – that's now – if you're a league, if you're Major League Baseball, you got to stop it, and you got to say, Tim, that is not okay. That is not all right. So Jose should get something. Tim Anderson, I'd double it. I think it was some bullshit. I think they're both going to get the same amount of time. That's what I think. Oh, but that's wrong. You don't think that's wrong? I mean, dude, two dudes squared up. Like, Wait a second. Would they have fought if Jose had just done the poking thing? Would there have been fists thrown? Whoa, hold on. If he didn't do the poking thing, would they have fought? Probably not. Yeah. Right, so Jose Ramirez, so they both would have probably been ejected. So I'm just saying, Ramirez like if, if you poke it to start it, I just think they're probably going to get the same. These two guys, but that's not right to fight. Like, in your opinion, I don't know. I, I'm I'm not so I'm not like I'm asking your opinion. I don't think Ta should get double what Jose Ramirez got. I don't. Okay, that's fine. I think I think they're pro- and I think they're probably going <laughs> to. I think they're probably going to get the same amount of time. Yeah, I'd say and I'd say meantime, seven seven days per, uh, for both. In the meantime, the Guardians have kicked this thing away, and they're four and a half back in the division, and Josh Naylor's not yeah. in the lineup, so they're going to be without their two best hitters in a lineup that has very little punch any – no pun intended, but you get what I'm saying. Man, is this a good Is this crazy. a good time to mention my twin sweeping the Diamondbacks? I don't think we're going to talk about it the rest of the show. Well, we can very quickly because it's the biggest series <laughs> result that involved at least one playoff hopeful. You can talk about your twins sweeping the Diamondbacks who are slip sliding away. You got Texas demolishing the Marlins, Jays sweeping the Red Sox, 
Reds getting swept at home by the Nats. Mariners, they've kept the Angels winless since the deadline. Could be something else. Let's go a little quicker on this one. What do you got? Okay, well, I love seeing my Twins do it, especially on Joe Maurer Hall of Fame weekend, but I'll do someone else. I think it's the Texas Rangers responding to how they came out after the All-Star break. They have the trade deadline. They go get what they need, and then the team rewards them on this homestand. They won six straight. Um, you know, I I believe it was against the White Sox and then the Marlins. And I just think that I like when teams, you know, um, re-up or go for it at the deadline and then good results happen. That hasn't been the case around baseball. You know, there's actually been almost the reverse of that. But it's nice to see the Rangers and Andrew Heaney kind of figuring things out and responding to a real lull in their season. Uh, to I think they're up two and a half games now in the Astros. So that's going to be a dogfight. And to have this little streak in there is uh, obviously certainly going to help them uh, at the end of the year. They did get some bad news on third baseman Josh yeah. Young. Uh, fractured thumb. He's going to be out a while. You know, that could be a six to eight week injury. Yeah. We'll see what that means. They're already without Jonah Heim behind the dish. So if they're going to hold off the Houston Astros there in the West, they will have earned it. Um. Yeah. I thought about going a couple different directions. I, I don't know what the hell happened to the Reds. They had a great series uh, a weekend ago in Los Angeles where they took two of three, and then they went to Chicago, and they got pummeled, and then they went home against Washington, who came in more than 15 games under 500, and they took two of them. So the good news for the Reds is that it's not like the Brewers are running away. The bad news is, is that the Cubs have caught them. Yep. So Chicago's playing some hot baseball. I don't know what happened there. But – on Friday's show, Jolly was with us, and one team he said that needs to get going to the Toronto Blue Jays, and I was with him on that. They did so in Boston. They stepped on the yep. accelerator, and they swept the series. And this kid, Davis Schneider, who, you know, had some great power numbers in the minor leagues this year, but he was never going to be a prospect. He was a 28th-round draft choice, and here he is smoking it. 9 of 13 against the Red Sox. Homered in his first big league at bat. That was awesome. Helped the Jays sweep the series after they had lost the first seven games this year against Boston. But it was more than just what Toronto did. It's what happened to Boston. Alex Cora said it was one of his worst days as a pro on Saturday. They lost. Reese McGuire, Kevin Kiermeyer catch. Thought he was going to score the game-tying run. Gets doubled up to finish the game. This comes just hours after Alex Verdugo showed up just a couple hours before first pitch, ended up getting benched. Like, things got a little wonky for the Red Sox this weekend. Yeah, and they've been getting so close, and and we were, we're loving the turnaround and, and dreaming of ways they could patch together their pitching and the playoffs and all this stuff. And then streaks like this happen, the incidents like that happen. It's not it's not a good look. And I'm happy for the Jays. I, I want the Jays to be good. I want the Jays to be in this. And right now they have that third wild card, like two and a half games above Seattle. So yeah, I agree. There was a lot of good baseball played. And, and like I said, with the trade down, a lot of teams that did add, like, you know, the Angels and some of these other teams, they haven't been playing well. Yep. Hey, I want to tell you a little bit about a great razor out there it's called harry's it has its sleekest razor yet the craft handle their innovative design delivers the same great shave that you expect with german engineered blades that glide across your skin and a killer new look now as you can tell ploof and i don't do a ton of shaving but i did get the harry's for both my kids one my 17 year old has a full beard 
That's awesome, by the way. Shout out, Brady. Josh, he likes to shave. Shout out to you. I gave him Harry's. He's got very sensitive skin. He usually can't. He hates shaving. Used this blade. Used Harry's. He's like, Dad, I need a refill on that. It makes me feel good. Makes me feel cool. I get a good, clean shave. And my skin doesn't feel like crap. So Harry's, if it's Josh Rose approved, it's good in my book. Premium shave for less. It includes a craft handle, five-blade German-engineered razor cartridge, shaving gel, and a travel cover. So step up your routine with dozens of affordable items to choose from. Everything from shaving creams, post-shave balm, body washes, hydrating lotions, much, much more. There's no reason not to try Harry's. So elevate your shave with the latest and greatest in Harry's razor handle lineup today. You'll get your $17 craft handle starter set for just 10 bucks. That's over at harrys.com slash today. Once again, that is harrys.com slash today. Go ahead, caller. Not only do I use Harry's quite often on the neck, front and back, but Olivia also tried it once to shave the legs. She uses my stuff now. I had to give her a bunch of the blades. Well, yeah, you got it. Okay. Just the only thing is when the ladies use it, once they use it on their legs, you do not use it on your face. Guys, I'm telling you, don't you can't do that. Uh, yeah, she has her own razor. Yeah. What do you what do you okay, mean? Good. People do that? Well, I'm just making sure. Okay. Some people Sounds don't like know you that. have had some experiences with that. No, I'm just telling you. Okay. Let's keep it clean here. Uh, Yanks and Astros split a four-game set in the boogie down. So that was good. It was a fun series. Justin Verlander was back on the mound for Houston. Interesting, though, on Saturday, Giancarlo on Stanton on second with two outs, a one-hopper. We're throwing it home. Stanton's out. Stops. That's it. Uh, it looked like he was going for a Saturday stroll in Central Park more than trying to score the go-ahead run. After the game, Aaron Boone said he is healthy. He was asked several times, is Giancarlo healthy? Like, is that what he's got? He said he's healthy. Said it looked like he didn't have a great path to home plate, and so he's going to throttle it back a little bit. In your opinion, was Stanton dogging it? Or do you think he's not healthy enough to run any faster than that? I think it's more the latter. I don't know if he's hurt, but definitely looks like he's favoring something or thinking about not injuring something. Sometimes with your legs, if you're just not confident and you do make like a not uh, an, an unperfect cut to home, uh, you can get a little wobbly. I can see that, but that means he's nursing something. So like if that's the case, then I, I don't really have a problem with this because – the third base coach should know. All his teammates should know that, like, look, this is this might happen. If Giancarlo's running around and has to make a certain cut, he might not be able to. Um, and I think that's probably the case. I think everybody within the organization knows he's probably dealing with something that he can't go 100% uh, percent for. So I've seen this before. It happens. It doesn't look good. It looks really bad. And I know a lot of people are going to say, gonna say, well, why is he playing if he can't go 100%? Sometimes that just is the way it is. So. I'm almost 100% positive that's what happened, Chris. Well, that is former Mets skipper Luis Rojas, who is manning the third base coach's box. They have to treat him like he's 50 on the bases. They do. I was watching it when it happened. We were here at floorball. We had a little break. We watched it. I was like, okay, base hit, 2-1 yet. And then I was like, oh, my. And everybody, we all kind of looked at each other, and I said, they cannot send him. He's a station-to-station player unless the ball's down the line 
We're in the alleys now. And it's such a shame. I saw on Twitter the um, speed percentage, like where he ranked from year to year. When he was an elite player, his speed rank was top 70% in baseball. The last two years, it's been bottom 3% because of these injuries. So if you want him in the lineup and they need his bat, this is it. You're going to get something it. like this every once in a while, yeah. That's yeah. that's how it is. It happens. So you want him to hit extra base hits or hit homers so they can jog, basically. It's it stinks yeah. for his teammates. You know, what I I've been a part of this before. Like if you hit a ball, like that's that's an RBI for everybody. And you get a stake taken away from you. It stinks. But again, you go into the game understanding that this is a possibility. This could happen. Doesn't mean you love it, but that's it. No, you hate it. I mean, it's pretty simple. You it's old man baseball. And that unfortunately, that's where he is at this point of his career, right? He's missing dozens of games a year because of leg issues. It's why they don't want to put him in the outfield. They're they're worried about that. People forget he was a great athlete. We had seen few athletes like his size yeah. in the outfield in the career. He was a really good defender. He could chase down balls. He had a good arm. He could run the bases. Now it's let's hit the ball over the wall. That's that. He's helped him doing that before in the playoffs. So I mean, you, you, yes. you I still think you you trade that off for having Stanton in the lineup when yes. he's healthy or when he's swinging the bat. That's what I'm me. saying is that the Yankees have to rethink that. I know that Aaron Boone was asked about it. I guarantee you, when they have their meetings, they're like, "Listen, if he's what? on second, what? Why can't you just say if you're Aaron Boone, like, yeah, clearly, man, like he's watching out for himself. He wants to be in the lineup hitting like balls over the fence for yeah, us. Like, I, why can't you just say that? I don't understand why it has to be like, he's healthy. Clearly he's not, dude. Like, no, we're not, well, no one's that dumb. No, I mean, I, I don't like being talked to like that kind of criticized for being too protective of his players at times. The but this isn't even him protecting team. him. He could just be like, yeah, like clearly look at the frigging play people. Right. Look. I don't know. Right. No, if I was I a manager, it. I feel like I I would be able to say, hey, yeah, this guy's banged up a little bit, obviously. Uh, interesting back and forth series out west between the Dodgers and the Padres, who are still in this thing in the wild card chase. Um, Friday night, Joe Kelly. Don't know if he was sending a message or was just inaccurate against Fernando Tatis Jr. Not one, but two pitches inside. Tatis really frustrated with the one that hit the bat. Then threw one outside, struck him out. Kelly may have uttered some words which are not kid-friendly afterward. Is this a big deal? Did you walk away saying, okay, or are you just like, ah, whatever? Uh, I'm I'm kind of like whatever here. He he goes inside once, and I I mean it looked like the pitch got away from him. If there was any intent there, obviously I don't like that. It's the worst case scenario for Tatis. Hits his bat, and like it's it's horrible. The worst feeling in the world as a hitter. And him saying I'm not. Does he even say that for sure? Because I, I I saw that on our socials. They put it out, and usually we're pretty good about stuff like this. And we do have a great lip reader. Could he have said like great effing pitch? Kind of the same thing. Like, I don't have a problem with this because, like, I know as a big leaguer, you know there's cameras everywhere and they're going to catch what you do. But, like, I mean, I've said that about pitchers after I've got a hit, like, muttering it under your breath. He wasn't 
looking at him. He wasn't making a spectacle about it. And look, I am the first one to defend hitters. You know that, C. Rosie. You know that I defend the hitters. I didn't have a problem with this, man. Like, okay. that's just kind of like emotional. And this, this, uh, Joe, Joe's an emotional guy on the mound. Love it or mm. love it or don't love it. I don't know. I don't have a problem with this. This is Joe Kelly. It is Joe who, Kelly. Who did the. Yeah. Against Carlos I didn't love Gray that. The Astros. This is Joe Kelly, who has had no problem having a purpose pitch in his career. This is also Joe Kelly, who threw the ball through his own window in the offseason <laughs> when he was trying to get loose. So that there damn are the window. sides of. Huh? That damn window. It's giving him problems. Yeah. But do you understand what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't put it past Joe to still hold a grudge. And I think that there are still a decent number of players who look at Tatis and are like, fuck you. Now, personally, I've moved on as a fan. I love watching him play. I don't like it. He got suspended for 80 games. I thought he let his team down and his city down and himself down. But he served his penalty. And I personally have moved on. Do I think that every major league player has? Absolutely not. Do I think Joe Kelly is still pissed about it? It's possible. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't feel like that's like he doesn't just get to throw a ball at Tatis because he's mad about it. Like that's that's silly. I agree. I'm not saying that it's the way I would handle it or you (laughs) would handle it. I'm just saying that there's a possibility. If you're looking for circumstantial evidence and we're having a baseball trial here, couldn't you – if you were in the jury box, couldn't you possibly connect the dots? I mean, dude, I just pseudo like backed up a pitcher for the first time ever in the show. Now you're trying to get me to flip my stance here. I don't No, I'm I not really didn't, I, I, I didn't have a problem with it because he turned his back and was saying it to an infielder or just himself. I I, I don't care about stuff like that. I don't okay. here's something I think you will care about. Bryce Harper. Awesome. We started the show talking about Philly fans. Now we're going to talk about their stud player, Bryce Harper. They had over the weekend a promotional event that they have every season where they take pictures with players. Some teams do this. I love it when they do. Well, this is little Caleb, who's seven years old. He got separated from his brother. So Harper went over. You could see there were tears in his eyes. Harper, who's a father of two himself, went over, calmed him down, was like, okay, what's going on? He said, I got separated from my brothers. So, okay, he found the brothers. Harper takes the phone and takes the selfie. I I don't have much to say other than that was freaking awesome. And because little Caleb got separated from his brothers, he's got a memory for a lifetime. I'm not telling you if you're seven years old to go get lost anytime soon because your favorite major leaguer most likely will not find you. But the fact that this happened was awesome. I love it. And I was just around a guy who like everybody says did things the right way his whole career. Joe Mauer. Bryce Harper has done things the right way his whole career. And this is just an example of it. Once you become a father, man, I feel like you're a father to everybody out there. Yeah. Like little kids, if they need help, it's like you you don't even think about it. You just go. Um, and that's what Bryce did here. And yeah, then he creates the memory. Everything's perfect about this. I love Bryce, man. How could you not like that guy? Real quick, very likable Joe Mauer experience. It was amazing. We'll talk more on AMP about it, but it was really, really fun. And and I feel fortunate to be able to kind of be there for some of these big moments. I mean, Joe's a historical figure to me in the baseball world. So I love being a part of it. 
and I know this is baseball today, but we have a lot of fans who are uh, fans of other sports too. So I just want to give a shout out to my Joe, Joe Thomas, who is my yeah. broadcast partner on the Cleveland Browns preseason television network. Uh, unfortunately, because of floorball, which I love doing, I could not be at his Hall of Fame enshrinement, which bummed me out because he is my first, a guy I call friend that went into a Hall of Fame and I had a chance to watch his speech. And it just, he's, I think something happens when you're a Midwestern pro athlete named Joe, you're just a good dude. <laughs> I like that. Oh. I like that. And if you like him as much as you say you like him, then I, that means he's a great guy. You got good taste. Yeah. You know what else I like? The fact that you don't have to choose between better hair growth and your health because Nutrafol provides a whole new body health approach for men. It promotes healthy hair. There's no drugs, no compromises, just better hair. That's pretty good, which is something I think I need. Okay. You can see Rose is in his fifties. Occasionally it's, I'm not going to say it's gone, but it ain't what it was when I was 27 and sexy. So Nutrafol, it is actually the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement. Clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, visible scalp coverage, their drug-free patent and technology provides consistent, reliable results. And you know what it doesn't do? It doesn't compromise your sexual health. Bingo! Sign me up. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting the roots, which is, causes thinning, such as stress and hormones and environment and nutrition and lifestyle and metabolism, the whole body health. And guess what? It works. In a clinical study, nearly 85% of men showed improvement in their hair after six months of taking Nutrafol men's hair growth supplements. So I want to need you to take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners 10 bucks off your first month subscription and free shipping. That's when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter the promo code BB today. So find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com slash men and enter the promo code BB today. That is Nutrafol.com slash men promo code BB today. I'm going to get on that so I can get on this. You look good, Ooh. but yeah, you you could you could use some. This is nothing wrong with it, man. Yeah. I'm all for anything that can help you out. Break the stigma. So listen, uh, even though I'll be on the road, we are back at this again on Tuesday. Check our social media channels for exactly what time we will be looking at. Uh, Bluffy, it's good to have you back, brother. I'd love to be back. Love you, Rosie. Thank you. Me too. Uh, for our one-of-a-kind producer, Dan Rohr, the uber-talented Trevor Bluth. I am Chris Rose. We will see you Tuesday on Baseball Today. <laughs>